Chris Nerdly on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. And already here we are at Thursday, Thursday afternoon, on WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly with you here. If you'd like to be part of today's program, simply dial 800-848-WABC. That's 800-848-9222. As usual, more news to discuss than we will possibly be able to get to. The news continues from Ukraine. The news continues all over the United States. In fact, all over the world. And let us start today in Washington, D.C., or at least concerning Washington, D.C., liberals in our Congress, 100 of them, members of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, have released a state of policy recommendations today that they would like to see Joe Biden take up. They're calling on Joe Biden to use executive action, the executive actions that are within the powers of the presidency to deal with things that they couldn't get past in the Build Back Better scam, a Build Back Better deal. That includes developing more green energy technologies and placement of restrictions, get this, yes, restrictions on new fossil fuel production. We are experiencing in this country record high gas prices. And energy, of course, helps drive up every other price for consumers. And what are your friends, the progressive Congress doing, the Democrat progressives doing? They're saying, let's restrict developing fossil fuels. Let's drive the prices up even higher because American families, American businesses aren't suffering enough. Their executive action agenda calls for Joe Biden to declare a national climate emergency and then to employ the Defense Production Act so that we can build more renewable energy technology, such as solar panels and wind turbines. It also calls for Joe Biden to target directly, to put a target on the fossil fuel industry, a ban on crude oil exports among them. These people are just amazing. A national climate emergency. Okay, let us assume that the progressives are right and we are having a climate emergency. What does that look like? Does the climate all of a sudden stop showing up every day? What is the emergency? You wake up depending on where you live, the climate is either sunny, hot, cold, rainy, snow, foggy. Pick your climate, where you live. The climate's there every day. What's the emergency? Well, no, no, they would have us believe that according to their science, 
we are in the midst of an emergency that means climate is out of control and somehow we have to change the climate, which I am telling you right now is impossible. We are not going to change the climate on Earth. And if they want to restrict fossil fuels, if they want to make the price of everything go higher, all they're going to do is end up hurting, hurting every single American business, every single American family. In many cases that are already paying too much of their income on energy. Now, notice what these progressive Democrats don't consider to be an emergency. In every blue city that these Democrats operate in, that they run, crime has been soaring out of control. We have examples of that today. Have they declared a crime emergency? Are they saying we need to get tough on crime and stop this? No, it's okay if these criminals, if these miscreants, if these 'er ne'er-do-wells continue to be let out of jail to attack American citizens. That's okay. That's not an emergency. In every blue city in the United States, there are many failing schools where American children are growing up without an education and are headed, as a result, to a life of crime or a life of underachievement, a life in some cases of illiteracy, are Democrats concerned enough to call a national emergency on education that we had better do a better job of protecting our young people in this country by providing them with a quality education that will allow them to compete in the world in a global economy? No, they don't care about that, especially Democrats, because most of the time, the poor performance can be found in minority communities. So they don't care. This is just the status quo. There's no emergency here, nothing to look at. Keep moving, keep moving. Do we have homeless crisis? If you go in Washington State... You will see the homeless people camped in the cities, on the, on the highways even. If you go to Los Angeles, homelessness is a major problem. San Francisco, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., New York, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia. If you go to Ohio, you'll see it. If you go anywhere the Democrats run the show, you will see massive homelessness. They always give lip service to it, especially when Republicans are in office. But then when they're back in power, they ignore it. Is there a homelessness crisis in America? Well, you betcha. To use a little language from Sarah Palin, you you betcha. But Democrats, these progressives, these same progressives that run around in their limousines, that run around in their private planes polluting the earth, supposedly, want us to be in a climate emergency so they can impose even more taxes and even more onerous regulations on American families and American businesses. The emergency is a political emergency we're in. Too many Democrats are in power. That's the emergency. And come November, 
You should turn these people out of office in a fury. These people never have enough inflicting pain on you. They deserve these 100 progressives, as many of them as possible that are not in safe, sacred districts, deserve competition at the polls. They deserve to be thrown out of office. Moving to other matters quickly. Oh, Bizpack Review. Jushi Schmalet walks free from jail, claims he survived on ice water for his whole six days behind bars. Disgraced actor Jushi Schmalet unbelievable walked free, unbelievably walked free from jail on bond after serving only six days behind bars, dramatically claiming he survived on ice water and refused food while incarcerated following his conviction for staging a hate crime back in 2019. His defense attorney, uh, attorney remarked, ice water, that's been his food and liquid. I can only imagine if I was in jail for something I didn't do, I wouldn't be eating. Oh, please spare us the drama. Enough already. Every single day since he was found guilty, there's been Jushy Schmollett drama in the news. First, first, he claimed that if, if something happened to him in there, it wasn't whatever it was, it wasn't going to be him that did it or, or whatever, not suicide, suicide. So they put him in the nut room when he first gets there for evaluation. And then you hear the lawyers complain about that. You hear his family complain about that. They move into another cell. They complain about that. They complain that people are threatening him on social media, which has nothing to do with jail. And here we go. Let's let him out. This is typical of the two-tier justice system system that we have in America, where liberals have one set of rules for themselves and for those that are in the liberal camp, and everybody else, everybody else, you know what? There are some people that are being held in a jail in D.C. that has been described as a, a place that is almost as horrible or just as horrible as Abu Ghraib. And you know what? Nobody's letting them out of jail on bond because those are people that the Democrat state hates. They are the so-called January 6th insurrectionists. So regardless of how petty the charges are against some of them, they will remain in jail because they are enemies of the state. And you see, Jushi Smollett is not an enemy of the state. After all, it was Jushi Smollett that said his attackers were white boys with, with red caps on, indicating to the masses that they must be MAGA people. And even though his story has been thoroughly discredited, here he is. He can't even do 150 days in jail. They have to spring him. Can't even just say, okay, I got busted. Let me do my time and get on with my life. It's disgusting. And any of you Republicans and conservatives who notice that whenever it's liberals, whether it's Hunter Biden, whether it's Hillary Clinton, whether it's this guy, whether it's the, the Peter Strokes of the world at the FBI, whether it's these corrupt officials like Andrew McCabe at the Department of Justice, 
they all get off. They are never held to account. Meanwhile, poor people in this country, well, if they're poor and they're criminals, Democrats want them out on the street, so they get out. But, oh, you let somebody, you let somebody be charged with so-called insurrection. They will not get out of jail. They will not get to go pass, go collect $200, get out of jail on low bond or no bail, no bond. Nope, nope, not for them. Seattle, we just talked about Washington State and the problems they're having up there with the homeless. They're also having a crime problem. Amazon, I reported yesterday, Amazon from their headquarters is relocating people because so much crime is going around in downtown Seattle and nobody seems to be able to stop it. Not these liberals, not these progressives. Well, according to the Washington Examiner, slowly but surely liberal cities are beginning to realize that repeat criminals should be in jail. Last November, Seattle elected a new city attorney, Ann Davidson. She left the Democrat Party for the GOP in 2020, and she defeated in Seattle a Democrat, Nicole Thomas Kennedy, who supported abolishing the police, who called police officers a bunch of crybabies, and she called police officers serial killers. Now, the new Seattle city attorney is starting to make her moves. Earlier this week, she announced a new initiative. She listed 118 repeat criminals in the city. Now, according to prosecutors in Seattle, those 118 criminals are accused of committing Listen to this carefully. 118 repeat criminals in Seattle are accused of committing 2,400 crimes in the last five months. And that includes more than 1,000 thefts and more than 400 assaults. So finally... The new district attorney there is beginning to take action. She's talking about maybe even aggregating some of these crimes to bring felony charges so that these offenders can actually spend more time in jail than on the streets, unlike what has happened in New York City. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, yes, your calls. We're going to take them. We have more news. I have two or three more stacks of news to go through. We're not going to get it all because I do want to hear from you and hear what you think. It is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day to one and all that celebrate this marvelous day. And we'll be back, we'll be back with you right after this. WABC Talk Radio 77, Paul McCartney, uh, brings us back. You know, there was an uh, awful 
again, crime. Uh, gee, imagine that. Up in Harlem, a uh, mob of dirt bikers was caught on video grabbing a 64-year-old man out of his car along with his son and pummeling them, stomping them. Apparently, somehow or another, they may have had an accident with one of them, but this mob of bikers just saw it upon themselves that they're going to take this guy out of his car, and this happened in broad daylight. The son and the father were taken to St. Luke's Hospital. They're both in stable condition now. And this is just, again, what is going on in this city. And I hope that very soon these super predators that are committing these violent acts are all caught and thrown in jail. Of course they'll be released after they're thrown in jail. But at least maybe for a few minutes, the progressives in the city might consider keeping them behind bars. Moving on, New Jersey students are pushing back against a flag ban. They want to celebrate LGBTQ plus Pride Month. This is now become an issue because flags are forbidden, except for the American flag and the state flag. But they, of course, want an exception. If anyone else wanted exception, let's say other than BLM, to have their own flag, let's say there was some group that believed in, that had a flag that was pro-life, or that had a flag that disagreed with the notion that there are multiple genders, they would never be permitted to have a flag. But yet, you have groups like the Garden State Equality Group this is an issue of inclusion and not exclusion. No, it's an, it's, it's, it's an issue of excluding. Exclude everybody else and make them follow the rules except us because we're better than everybody else. USA Today has a columnist, a guy by the name of Michael J. Stern. He was on uh, Twitter recently or one of the social media platforms. I'm not sure if it was Twitter. And here's the story. A Florida House of Representatives, Joe Harding, suffered a loss by severe weather that rolled through his region in central Florida over the weekend, and he his house took a bad hit. Now, this USA Today columnist, Michael J. Stern, tweeted out, I'm not a believer but the tornado that just ripped apart the home of the author of Florida's Don't Say Gay Law is making me reconsider. This is the kind of mean-spiritedness that we are increasingly seeing from liberal so-called objective journalists and columnists that write for mainstream leftist publications wishing somebody ill because their house has suffered damage? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I think that these people perfectly represent liberalism to the hilt. There are two more issues that I'm going to discuss. Then we'll get to a break, and then we'll go to your phone calls. 
One is in L.A. Finally, after they were forced to by a federal judge, the Los Angeles Police Department released a video of a of a fatality. Edward Bronstein, 38 years old, died in Pasadena on March 31st, 2020, less than two months before George Floyd in Minneapolis. The video shows him being forced on a mat at the police station's garage while handcuffed. Five officers kneel on his back as they extracted blood from him. He's screaming, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, 11 times. Then he fell silent. He was dead. Amazingly enough, or not amazingly enough, there were no charges filed in any of these people involved with this. And the California Highway Patrol fought this tape being released. I will say again, and I continue to say, this is a two-way relationship. Yeah, these liberals have to change their ways with their anti-police rhetoric, with their hatred and teaching teaching an entire culture to hate the police. That is definitely something that has to change, but there's something else that has to change too. When these kind of incidents happen, and they should not happen anymore, but if there is something like this that's controversial, the police had better stop hiding this stuff because it makes them look guilty whether they are or not, and it doesn't improve their image. This is a two-way street. And again, I'm taking the racial part of it out. I don't care about the racial part of it. This is about your rights as an American citizen. We all have the right to due process in this country. And the police departments, the police are not executioners. They are not the judge, jury, and executioners. And this kind of behavior just has to stop. James Golden, WABC Talk Radio 77. We're coming back. Your call is coming up. Don't you go away. Close the door. Let me ah, yes. Teddy Pendergrass brings us back on WABC Talk Radio 77 on this St. Patrick's Day 2022. Close the door. Well, let's open the door to some telephone calls and start with Nick. In Oak Ridge, New Jersey. Nick, how are you this afternoon? Good, James. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I just had one comment uh, with, in the, in, with Jesse Smollett. He was let out after basically five days because he was crying that he was wrongly convicted and they let him out. What would have happened if his, um, his lying had gotten two people wrongly convicted for the crime that he alleged happened? I'm pretty sure if they were crying, they wouldn't be out in nine days. They no, they wouldn't. Yeah, they'd probably be in jail for years to come because, of course, this was already 
believed when he first reported this to be a hate crime, and people were outraged that someone would take a, a, a noose and pour bleach on him. Not only it w- was it considered a hate crime because he was African-American, but also because he was gay, and yet he gets a pass. I think that Jushi Schmollett ought to dedicate the rest of his life to finding the real attackers, since it wasn't him. He needs to say, no matter what happens, he is going to find the real attackers. And while he's at it, he's going to also find out who really killed O.J.'s wife and Ron Goldstein, since O.J. never followed through on his promise to find out who killed him. And while he's at it, he's going to also find out who attacked Tawana Brawley. And he could also say that he's going to find out who really colluded with Russia. Oh, no, he can't. Because that would point to his liberal friends. Yeah, Jushi, get to work while you're free after five, six days in jail. Can't even do your time like a man. Oh, lordy. Okay, let us go to Eric in Mawa, New Jersey. Hello, Eric. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77 with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hey, James. Great show as always. Yeah, listen, um, yeah, you're right about Juicy. That's one thing. But, you know, the guys are whatever. Um, but this thing with the, the laptop with Biden, Biden uh, the laptop, uh, the guy who had turned it in to Giuliani, uh, you know, to the FBI and stuff, he was forced out of business. He was uh, made a scapegoat. They, they threw feces at his door, at his business in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, wherever it was. Um rotten fruit. He had to hire a security guard. And then eventually he was forced out of business. And he's in bankruptcy because all the legal fees that he had to use to defend himself wound up he wound up losing the case. And he owes like 170000 and he's filed for bankruptcy. And he moved out of the area and last I heard, he's in Vegas. Okay? But, you know, here's the little guy trying to do a good thing and the Democrats, you know, it's not about their beer, right? They want the damn power. It's all about power, money you, and power. You are so right. Eric, yeah, you're so right, Eric. That's what they want. They want the power. Now, the New York Times, of course, if you're wondering where all this Hunter Biden stuff is coming from today, the New York Times, deep into one of their stories today, finally admitted that Joe, that Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop with the emails is, quote, unquote, authentic. Now, all during the campaign. The New York Post was under attack, but their reporting of Joe of Hunter Biden's laptop, anybody that brought up Hunter Biden was labeled a, uh, with with regard to the emails, the laptop itself. They tried to paint as coop conspiracist, conspiracy theory people. Of course, the left does this, and their mainstream media, if they didn't ignore Hunter Biden's issues and problems, went on the attack to try to discredit those who were bringing them up. This is typical behavior. I still don't expect anything to happen from this. I will be surprised if it does. We have two tiers of justice in this country. One is for liberal Democrats and progressives. The other is for you, the rest of America. And we have a corrupt media in this country They don't even try to hide their biases anymore. It's all in the open. They don't care. 
the mainstream media in this country sticks up their middle finger at you every single day and tells you it is their narrative that matters, not you. They feel free to launch their hatred nonstop for Donald Trump. They did when he was in office. They feel free to launch their hatred at you, the American people, that don't believe what they believe. They will ignore legitimate news rather than report it for their own audience. And then they will lie about what is actually in the news that conservative media reports. The, there is no credibility, at least when it comes to political reporting, for the mainstream media in this country. Those days are over. They are not to be believed, period. Let us go to Manhattan and talk to Bobby. Bobby, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. a Snurley. Happy Irish Day, everybody. Listen, the world changed in 2004, December 26th. The giant earthquake under the Indian Ocean lifted a piece of land 1,500 miles long. It's like from New York here to Key West, Florida, several meters up. That's where all the displacement came from, from the water. The planet shook so violently, we actually tilted and lost a minute and a half that day. So if it feels like time's going a little faster, we lost two minutes, 30 seconds from the Great Alaskan Earthquake and a minute and a half that day from that earthquake. The planet shook and tilted, and the light's hitting us different from the sun, which changed all the wind patterns that day. That day, Seattle got our weather, and we got here in New York, Seattle's weather. It don't rain in Seattle no more. It rains a lot in New York. It used to rain 200 days in Seattle, and now it don't do it no more. I was in Seattle for a year, Bobby, in in the winter, and this is no joke. It was 93 the year I was there. 93 straight days of either rain or clouds. 93 straight days. They used to have little, you know what they have out there? Most New Yorkers or people in other parts of the country wouldn't know this. They have what they call sun breaks. That's when for a few minutes the sun comes out in between the rain and the clouds, or at least when I was there back in uh, the late 90s. And people would rush out of the offices so that they could stand in the sun for just a few minutes before the clouds came back and took over. Now, as for the climate changing, let me just say this. Earth's climate has been changing as long as there has been an Earth. Earth was once an ice ball. All of it. The entire Earth was covered in ice. This Earth has also been uninhabitable because of the volcanic eruptions around major parts of the of this earth the earth has always been evolving with climate and we human beings have been monitoring climate for if you look at the history of earth and put it in perspective what would be the equivalent of only a fraction of a second We don't know what the patterns really are of climate because we don't have that kind of information. And this climate emergency business is not scientific. It is political. That's all it is. That's all it has been. And that's all it will ever be. Because we simply don't have the information. Let's go to Pete. Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Quickly, Pete, what's your point? And thank you for calling. 
Now, James, the good Lord made this earth so it could take in carbon. It created the trees and the planets and everything so it could put out oxygen. I mean, that's that's science 101, first of all. And second of all, Peter Ducey, is he the only person that asks questions? Is that all you do is see him in, on the news and no one else? But my question is this. This question was, does Joe Biden drive an electrical car? It's kind of ridiculous. But, but I'll tell you what, if they're so serious about these carbons, how about Joe Biden's armored limousine and the rest of the crew's armored whatever that they drive around in and their airplanes turn to electrical? What do you say? They're not going. And you know what? I thought it was a brilliant question by Ducey. Hey, does Joe Biden drive an electric car? And, of course, Peppermint Patty, the firecracker spokesperson for Joe Biden, dodged the question, refused to answer. Ask more questions. Will all the elected Democrats who are pushing these climate change matters give up flying on private planes and only fly commercially with the low with the average person? Ask if they are willing to give up their gas cars. Of course not. The laws that they want to impose on America are meant for you and not for them. Two different tiers. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back. More of your calls right after this. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. Happy St. Patrick's Day. From all of us here at WABC Talk, Radio 77 in New York. You know, my great-grandmother on my dad's side was Irish, so yes, or even though I have a little bit of Irish in me, and that's not an Irish accent, I can't do it. I will, At least I haven't practiced it. Maybe one day I will. Uh, we can return to the phones, but I want to briefly touch on another story. This happened in Louisiana. A white teenager was arrested after he was caught on video throwing cotton, cotton balls, at a black student and whipping him with a belt. This happened at Vanderbilt Catholic High School, Huma, Louisiana. The student has been arrested and charged with simple battery and, of course, committing a hate crime. Who does this? I mean, who? How, how do you? How do you think to do this? But there was another case. I forgot to bring this story in in today. That shows in Atlanta, there's a teacher, he's in his 70s, and this student, this young thug, this young predator in training to be a super predator, picks up a chair and throws it at the teacher. He hits the teacher with the chair. The teacher, both of them are black, by the way, so you're not going to hear this racist stuff in any with, with this. So the teacher picks up the chair, throws it back at the student. And, of course, the incident is under investigation. This little student, this little miscreant, he wasn't even, as it turns out, in the guy's class. He had barged into the class and then started. This little miscreant needs to be in jail. And this is what I'm saying. This whole culture that has been allowed to permeate nonstop, if we don't stop this culture in its tracks, it is only going to get worse and worse. These super predators and the little junior predators in training have 
to know that there are consequences for their horrible behaviors. Let us go to Eric in Long Island. Eric, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I wanted to tell you that even though I'm a Democrat, I consider myself moderate, and I was I was very happy when you mentioned Tawana Brawley, but I also definitely agree with the whole climate change thing, but there's a simple solution that can kick the can down the road without us killing everything. And it's quite simply carbon capture concrete. They actually put all the global warming gases in concrete and it stays there till the concrete dissolves. Imagine if we did all the highways out of this instead of the cheap blacktop, which ends up breaking windshields and causing potholes. We could solve the problem. Well, and number one, I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna accept the premise that there is a problem, but I will say this to you, Eric. I like the solution, even though there's no problem. I like look, I don't think that we should stop innovating. I don't think that we should stop coming up with with ways to become a cleaner society, with age to with ways to get cleaner energy. But what I don't want to see is your party mandating more taxes on people, punishing businesses, punishing the poor, especially with, 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 their, with their misguided, and I'm being kind, plans to target energy companies that they don't like. I'm going to give you the last word, Eric. Go for it. Of course. I think that we've gone too far to the left, and the left is too crazed and too out of their minds just like the far right is. We need to go back to the middle. The middle is where it belongs. Well, I'm not going to – well, I said last word, so you'll get the last word. Call me back sometime. Let's talk about that, okay? Thanks for the call, Eric. Really glad you called. I hope you hear from you again. Karen in Rockland. How are you, Karen? Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day, and I call you the golden voice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, number, as far as Jesse's, uh, he should be paying – oodles of millions of dollars to the Chicago police for making them waste all their time to check into his case. Number two, why isn't Hunter Biden fighting in there for Ukraine? He took a lot of money out of there. Mm-hmm. And number three, I am sick of our government ruining this country. Why don't these people go to Iran, go to Saudi Arabia, go to communist? Because what they Because say, they would never that- be tolerated over there. That's why. If they tried to put these same kind of laws in effect here in any of the countries you just named, are you kidding? Not only would they not be tolerated, they would, and I don't mean this facetiously or for hyperbole or for sensationalism, but you couldn't do what they do in the United States without losing your life. You couldn't promote some of these ideas that they promote, especially about gender and about sexuality. You couldn't do it. It's against the law in those countries. Those countries wouldn't let the borders of their countries be penetrated like ours. These Democrats would never last in any other country. That's why they're ruining this country, because we won't stop them. Other governments wouldn't put up with this. Let us go to Mike in Yonkers. Mike, welcome. Thanks for waiting. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi, Sir Smirdley. Thank you for picking up. Uh, Merry uh, St. Patrick's Day to you. Uh, listen, in terms, there's so many topics, it's really tough to cover. I feel uh, crazy about it. Uh, but let's, let's start with a little one like climate change. If the climate did not change, 
Oh, this is to all the earthlings out there and humans. If it didn't change, no life would exist. Do you understand? If it went static, nothing would grow. Nothing would survive. If you want to know where you could go where there's no climate change, the moon, the dark side or the sunny side. It doesn't change there. Go up there and see how, how long you live. That's number one. Number two, let's get into electric vehicles. Let's get into the Boy Scout mode. If you were a Boy Scout and you went out into the field, they told you how to prepare for all kinds of unseen circumstances. Okay, that being like, okay, we need electricity. I wouldn't care if butterfly sneezes gave me electricity. What we're dealing with here is the idiotic mindset that, oh, uh, okay, uh, fossil fuels, uh, now throw those out. Let's go to uh, solar power or let's go to wind. How about you come up with a system that incorporates everything, like a hybrid? Like, I would never buy an electric vehicle on its own. Why? Because I don't want to get stuck on the Tappan Zee Bridge or the Mario Cuomo Bridge in the middle of nowhere with no charge. I want. Okay, to- I, Mike, just for time's sake, I'm going to just let it go with that. Heard you loud and clear. I would buy an electric car, maybe. I've ridden in some of them. I'm impressed. Okay, I'm impressed. I'm sorry. I'm impressed. Uh, what can I? I mean, they're still going to be charged by fossil fuel anyway. So, I mean, what's the difference? It's really a fossil fuel electric car, if you were going to be accurate about it. Look, folks, we did three great, great podcasts this week. Science is Golden, a new installment. The Future is Now. You have to hear this one. It is. You have to hear all of them. Science is Golden is, is just awesome. And so is The Future is Now. And so is On the Border. So we've got three new podcasts coming this week that we're about to drop. They're going to be even more coming. And tomorrow we're going to have an addition to our very own beloved Princess Di joining us. We're also going to have John Andrasic with Five for Fighting, who's going to come on for a few minutes. And that, has to per- that pertains to uh, Ukraine in a very, very special way. I don't want to blow it in advance. But be here tomorrow. It's going to be a really special show, as is every day. It's a special show when you're here with me. I just love doing this, love having you in the audience. You can always reach me at jamesgolden.com, 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 or bosnerdly.com. Take your pick. I do a twice-daily news blast that is gaining popularity. So please feel free to be in touch. And we're going to have to be in touch with the podcast so that you can ask questions and contribute there, too. We're working on that now. Anyway, happy St. Patrick's Day, one and all. Remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night. Keep it here on WABC. We are New York. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York strong. And we love New York. And the United States of America a nation like no other in history. God bless and protect you and your family. And please look with special favor on those suffering in Ukraine. We will be back tomorrow. Keep it here on WABC Talk Radio 77. We'll see you tomorrow at 4. Bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.